0: What does motion sound like? With Kizzik Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizzik.com slash socks.
1: Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Uh, today to kick off the Swim Bait Underground Month, we have Matt Purcell. Um, Matt is a, a everything angler, kind of what we were talking about with Oliver. He does it all. Uh, he's an amazing offshore angler and an amazing swim bait and tournament angler. He does it all, man. Great episode. He's got a great uh, perspective on how he likes to fish and how he breaks it down and, and breaks baits down. So thanks again, Matt, for coming on um this month's patreon sponsor is swimbait underground we'll have a picture up later this week of the bag the knife the bait wraps and the bait you're gonna get if you enter the patreon pay five dollars to help support the podcast and you get that prize um heading up to manny this week so that q a will be going on and a little bit about the weekend for me i'm pretty stoked uh I got to take my boat out to Diamond Valley this week with my buddy Wack and John John and Phil. Um, and we didn't catch many fish. I caught one, and that was about all we caught. But I did catch it on a punker. I'm super stoked. Not only that, thanks for all the recommendations for rods. I just wanted to get something quick. And thanks, Mac, brother, for hooking me up. I really appreciate that. And my boy T hooked me up with a uh, Genesis 3. So I, I got that off of him, and I used that rod on that punker. I'm pretty stoked. I bought a Corrado 304, for it, and that thing I casted a mile. Super stoked on that fish. And uh, yeah, if you want to grab that rod, you can grab it at your local tackle shop. And to this month, or this yeah this month, our local tackle shop sponsor is Catchem, and here's a little ad from them. Catchem is your one stop tackle shop for all things Iowa. Ketchum is an authorized Daiwa dealer stocking all the latest and greatest tackle for all types of fishing. From trout and tuna, bay bass and calicos to white sea bass and rockfish, catfish to swordfish and everything in between. They have what you're looking for and it's now in stock. The new Daiwa Sotiga lever drags and the new BGMQ saltwater spinning reels in stock. The bulletproof Lexa, Tatula and Zillion baitcaster reels or the super reliable Fuego LT or ballistic LT spinning reels are in stock. The number one go to sword fishing setup, the Seaboard 1200, and the matching Sea Marine Power Rod, they got them. Ketchum also has a healthy inventory of the new Diawa Zakana jigs, along with the J Braid and J Floral travel bags, tackle packs, travel rods, you get the picture. Specializing in angler know how and customer service, Ketchum stocks everything you need and nothing you don't. Boots, gloves, fillet knives, gaffs. there's just too much to list off. The quintessential five pound bag stuff with 10 pounds of the best tackle on earth organized and clean. Ketchum is located at one zero three East 17th street at the gateway to Newport Harbor with easy in and out access and plenty of parking. Follow them on Instagram at Ketchum tackle. And remember support your local independent tackle dealer. So yeah, please go support your lackl lackle. lackl. lackl. <laughs> please go support your local tackle shop. Also, this month we have come... I don't know why I'm taking deep breaths when I'm talking. um, Because I'm a fat ass, that's why. <laughs> uh, this month we're going to have another Q&A. It'll be Mike Gilbert. We're going to do a podcast with him. And uh, Chris Purcell, and we'll see how that one... I think he might do his own. We might try to do the brothers and do a round table with both of them about swimbait fishing. Maybe someone else we'll see. But uh, we have a loaded month this month with all uh, swimbait guys. I'm I'm pretty stoked. And there there might be another one in there I'm, I'm really happy about. But i, I got to wait for confirmation. But um, we got another ad. This one is from Fish Lab. Uh, a little different podcast in the beginning. But I, I'm very excited to have these on the sponsor. So here's a little piece from Fish Lab. Get outdoors and spend some time in your lab. Because in theirs, at Fish Lab, they learn by doing. The water is their lab and they love doing research. Fish Lab knows there's a reason when a lure works. And that angling is part art and part science. It's a puzzle where the pieces constantly change, sometimes in our favor, sometimes not. But by applying decades of experience, bold creativity, a little patience, and a lot of time on the water, we can better the odds of finding the successful formula that catches you more fish. They know that making effective lures means understanding target fish and the food they eat. And Fish Lab does. Fish Lab lures are realistic, scientifically accurate, meticulously crafted, and designed for one purpose, to catch more and bigger fish. Straight out of the lab, Fish Lab has you covered with a full line of hard baits, swim baits, glide baits, wake baits, soft weedless swim baits, and bluegill baits. The badass rattle toad plus a line full of saltwater baits. Check them out at your favorite tackle dealer or online at fishlab.com and follow on Instagram at fishlabtackle. The science behind the strike, Fish Lab. Again, thank you to Fish Lab for uh, supporting the podcast this month. And I think that's about it. Um, let's see. the pay- Check out the Patreon. Oh, here's a little thing. Uh, let me read it really quick because I thought this is really cool. So if you guys can help him out. It is... Sorry for taking so long. It is Matt C. Fishing. So he did something cool. I I uh, I just saw UFO Bates' story, and I think this is really cool. So what he did is I'm going to read it from his uh, Instagram. So a lot of families have been financially impacted this year. He wants to try to help kids of the families have a better Christmas through one of the greatest passions, fishing. So to do this, he plans on sending Christmas presents, on fishing bundles, that cost between twenty five and fifty dollars worth of fishing tackle, to those families. So what he does is he, is he's having people um dm him and send some some stuff to him for kids so like maybe your, your family doesn't have a lot of money and you want to get your kids some fishing stuff i, I really back this and if there's something i could do positive I'd, I'd like for you guys to help out if you can so just check them out on C fishing on instagram appreciate that and if you can give us five stars appreciate that too every episode is going to be a youtube episode as well so you can see me all fat and sweaty um <laughs> getting stressed out trying to make everything work on my own So if you want to check that out on YouTube as well I appreciate it And I think we're going to have a pretty cool collab coming up With uh, Tatuna on a shirt design So that should drop before Christmas If you guys want to grab it And take a listen to our last ad Please listen to uh, please listen to the ads. Support them all Buy all these products Because they're supporting this podcast And they're helping us make it happen So this is one of my uh, favorite ads because I get to cut in butch going, doctor. So take a listen to this one. Thanks guys for listening. A lot of companies come and go here today, gone tomorrow, one bait wonders. Not AA Worms and Optimum Bait Co. These guys have been producing premium soft plastic baits and winning best of show awards since 1982. 1982, man. Shit. I was born in 1980. That's a long ass time, man. Man, from way back, including the first ever swim bait poured with an internal lead head, Double A and Optimum have been leaders and continue to crank out some of the finest and high end swim baits and soft plastics in the industry. They live and die by the old man's motto, evolve and innovate. So, in addition to their manufacturing capabilities, the company is the U.S. importer and distributor for premium Japanese brands, Deps, Ima, Zappu, and Madness Japan. Considering ground zero in the swim bait glide bait revolution, Optimum Baits has been working with previous podcast guest and podcast supporter. The doctor! Doctor! And I just stuck it on a Depp's 250 slider. (laughs) Himself legendary Butch Brown, as well as Satan Shimada of Japan, to name a couple. These guys set the bar and are directly responsible for some of the most innovative, big fish-producing, PB-catching swimbaits on the planet. And lucky for us, they're still at it. Depps just launched a new Butch Brown Gizzard Shad in the entire Slide Swimmer Series, 250, 175, 145, and 115, as well as a couple new Bluegill Swimbaits, the Depps Tiny Bull Shooter, and the Bulldoze. Manish Japan just released a 245 size balance and smaller sizes of the Sapar at the same time Optimum dropped the new 8-inch Papa Boom Weedless Swimbait. Don't wait. Scoop them up at your favorite dealer or visit OptimumBaits.com. Follow them on Instagram at OptimumBaits. Casting crank. My name's Butch Brown. That's how you do it, brother. This is Monday morning. See ya. Have fun at work. Doctor. (laughs) You gotta bring it closer. Hello. Can you hear yourself? Yes. Good? Yes. Let me see. Go ahead and check one more time.
0: Yes. Check, check, check that's even it's me 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 that's me you, me you 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 <laughs> you,
1: you, you 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 okay me, me.
0: welcome Hello. to cast
1: and crank podcast is it too loud the headphones for you a little bit okay you want i down yes please better yeah okay today i have the uh better of the two purcell brothers the better looking smarter more intelligent matt purcell how's it going <laughs> um I met Matt through Chris, and I followed Matt on Instagram uh, before I knew who you were, and I would just see you always fishing. That's all you do.: Yeah, you sure. love fishing.:
0: I definitely enjoy fishing and making food, and that's about <laughs> what I do on a daily basis.
1: Um, do you so when we talk about swimming underground swim baits, when, when uh, you guys got into fishing, was swim baits your thing too, or was it kind of both you and your brother just got into it at the same time?
0: Uh, really he kind of I mean, he started kind of really dedicating himself to swim bait fishing more than I did.
1: Kick the mic towards you a little there you
0: go. I was uh I was kinda of more just a little bit younger and kinda of just trying to still catch fish, having fun. Um he moved up to LA and kind of didn't have the same type of bass fishing that we had down in San Diego. He started getting into swim bait fishing. I mean, we all knew about him and had him in our boxes, but he kind of got connected with Ben. And then, yeah, that's
1: basically he started swim bait fishing. And So did he, he kind of push it off on you after that?
0: Yeah, he kind of got into it, and then I saw basically what was going on, started stealing his rod like <laughs> I normally do. He always would have nicer stuff than I did, so figure out how to get it and started catching fish
1: and then basically from that point on i was pretty hooked but you guys grew up pretty into fishing with your dad and stuff he's an avid fisherman
0: oh yeah we've been fishing since i mean i have pictures of me at three years old holding tuna mackerel you know we'd go down to cabo every year fish saltwater. he never liked bass fishing or at the lakes uh we got our first bass boat from one of our his buddies and uh i don't want to say it was probably i was about 12 so chris was 14 and the guy that owned the uh local racetrack gave us a bass boat and that kind of kicked us off fishing the lakes he would my dad would drop us off at the lakes and away we would go we'd be trout fishing mostly when we started
1: so he would he'd had the bass boat for you guys said get out of here for the day here Uh, you go you guys take off on the bass boat
0: first it was drop us off at the lake and then once we started like he realized we liked it and his buddy realized it and said hey i have the boat sitting in my yard if they want to come and fix it up you know no one's touched it in five or six years Mm -hmm. so he drove us out there picked up the boat probably had three inches of mud and the carpet was completely just (laughs) it was disgusting but
1: (laughs) did you guys take care of it
0: oh yeah we took it apart we broke the whole boat down cleaned it out rebuilt the deck put new carpet on it really Wow. ended up basically yeah having that boat for six or seven years and then we kind of stopped you know we all moved away and went moved away for college and Mm -hmm. my dad sold that boat
1: and uh yeah (laughs) Yeah. did you uh were you learning how to swim bait fish in that boat did your brother kind of come back to you and say hey Uh, are you kind of just whatever the fuck was going on
0: i mean it was more whatever was going on it was definitely the very beginning uh i remember seeing guys like matt lures was out fishing his bluegill during the spawn that time you know see him out on his boat i remember buying baits from him out of a gallon tr- ziploc bag on his boat so i mean we definitely had the interest but it wasn't not focused like it is, yeah. it's yeah. not like what today yeah
1: Uh so you think all that that freshwater fishing that you did helped you with like all the bluefin fishing and yellowtail and all that you do now or do you not really think that because you grew up on salt
0: no definitely I feel like fresh water gives you a different way of looking at things uh I know when I spend a lot of times with guys that are in the fish strictly salt water they're kind of set in their ways where I'm always trying to figure out something a little different, probably to my detriment a lot of the times. You yeah. Know? Uh, causing stupid things,
1: failure, whatever. <laughs> but, I mean, it's cool to hear it because I've heard from a lot of dudes like um, Brown Hayward said the best saltwater guys are largemouth guys. You know, and uh, I, to hear from you, you do it, both of it, a lot. You fish a lot of freshwater still? Or just whenever it's salt time? Uh, Whenever it's bluefin time, you're usually out chasing them?
0: Lately, the last few years, unless it's nighttime summer tournaments, I haven't been fishing the lakes that much just because, yeah, it's hard to go fish a lake where we don't have the quality of fish that we used to have due to not having trout. So, Yeah. um, yeah, we have giant bluefin you can go catch them on lures i mean my first real bluefin was 190 something pounds and how old were you then it was 2015 i think was the first blue i mean i caught i might have caught some smaller ones i remember albacore fishing and all that stuff but uh yeah my first actual big bluefin over 100 pounds was on a popper and after that you're kind of stuck wanting to go do that
1: well you are are you like uh chris where where you you have all that money you could throw those swim baits for calicos too do you do that
0: uh i don't really like (laughs) (laughs) i'm just fucking i mean if i'm i prefer not to go calico fishing you don't like
1: calico fishing no not necessarily
0: I would definitely rather you just
1: shit all over me right now. man. I love calico fishing. He'd rather just go freshwater bass fishing. Exactly. Okay.
0: With the amount of effort and time put into saltwater fishing, getting the boat ready, getting everything rigged. If I'm gonna go bass fishing, I want to enjoy the peacefulness of being on the lake. It's a lot easier. It's ten minutes from the house. We have five or six different lakes that do we do. You have think the you would be doing go.
1: more calico if you live closer to the launch ramp? Like, say the, say the lake was an, in, okay, instance. What no. would you do if you are me? Listen, I'm an no. hour and a half from Diamond Valley. I'm 20 minutes from Huntington Harbor.
0: I would be fishing the city park lakes that you live by.
1: Really? Instead of Calico?
0: That's what I did when I was up by you. I fished those city park well, lakes. Hey, what
1: city park lakes did you fish up that way? Probably better Colorado. not. To,
0: probably better not to talk about <laughs> what lakes we were fishing up there and just what lakes and names and stuff. Did, um,
1: you, did you meet dudes up there you fished with?
0: Yeah, I mean, I met guys that I fished with uh, up there, actually. A good amount of people still talk to them continuously to this day. They're all good people. See, get every once in a while, get them to come down here and come saltwater fishing or fish bass with me still. So, yeah, lots of good people. There's still, I see pictures go up of guys walking around the lakes now. So, like I said, I don't really want to.
1: No, I'm not asking you to drop.
0: But yeah. there's some, some of these
1: <laughs> fucking assholes on here blowing up everything. i no, just kidding. Ah, um, but I mean, it's a, it's a cool perspective because I mean, I just go, I guess because I have three fucking kids too. So it's a different thing. If I had no kids, maybe I'd go, yeah, I'll just go somewhere or whatever it might be. But it's like having three kids, I have. want to take my boat out. I have, you know, half a day to do it. I can go fish calico for half that day and then get back and be cool. Yeah,
0: that it's basically kind of the same thing. To me, I just have the ability, and for me, the choice would be to go to the lake. I mean, I grew up fishing. Give sp- me the
1: mic a little closer to you. I'm sorry. Oh, um, sorry. You could move it if you want. There you go. Look at you. you You're go. like an audio engineer now.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. That's my definite strong suit is the <laughs> technology. Um. I mean, I grew up fishing spotted bay bass and everything all through high school. Mm -hmm. One of my friends had a ponga that we would fish out of. I mean, probably three or four days a week, uh, we were out fishing the bay, whether we were catching smelt. And so I fish calico a ton, and it can be a lot of fun. I just prefer game fish. If I'm going to go out, I'd rather maybe get one shot at a yellowtail. That's going to be a 25, you know, a decent home guard yellowtail at the kelp than spend all day catching a little calico. Even, little. you know, little four. locally. We don't really get a ton of big fish. we got to go down to the islands. And once again, if I'm going to be going 15, 20 miles to You're go. You're looking
1: at yellowtail or bluefin or Yeah, Blueberry.
0: I mean, if... if I, all of a sudden we're fishing the iron and we're catching five pound calicos don't think i'm not going to sit there and have a fun time for the while the bite goes on but it's not something that i'm searching out on a daily basis it's kind of you know an afterthought if nothing else is happening okay then we can do this it's kind of always there do you uh
1: you fish the iron a lot uh not a ton no no um, when you go out fishing, what's your. Well, we'll talk about salt first because I feel like you th- think you're a bigger saltwater guy, maybe in this last couple of years than freshwater.
0: Uh, I mean. Or do you think
1: you're 50 50 on your fishing?
0: It's I probably have spent more time in the ocean, just again, once it's just such a more of a dedication. You're running sometimes three hours just to go be in the zone to be at the fish. So if you're going to be spending that time. I can usually go to the lake, figure out if it's going to bite. If it's not going to bite, I can already be back home taking a nap or doing something else for the day.
1: (laughs) Hold on. Taking a nap. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Don't skip over that. I love that you said part of your hobbies are taking a fucking nap.
0: Oh, yeah. A daily nap (laughs) is necessary. I mean, a lot of times when I'd be fishing and wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning, go fish. Get home, take a nap, go to work, work from 2 to 11 o'clock, you know, re- get home, get stuff ready, get to bed by 1, repeat the cycle. I mean, do you
1: think that you had that job that you, uh, as it you like, you used to be a chef, sous chef, right? Yes. Uh, because you had those hours too? Did that play uh, into the fishing thing?
0: No, not necessarily. I mean, I've always really enjoyed cooking. Uh, I, yeah, I just, It helped. I mean, I kind of decided that that's the hours I wanted to be, whether it was that or I could be, you know, seven to three and be out at three or four o'clock every day and fish in the afternoon. Um, The position I was in, basically, that's the hours that I was stuck working. So That's what
1: you got to play around. So, yeah,
0: exactly. Um, Figure out what you can do with what you want to do in your time and make things happen.
1: So since you're the you've you've been on a lot of big bluefin, I've seen pictures of shit you've got. Um, when you're figuring it out, you and your dad fish it a lot together, right?
0: Uh I fished a lot with my dad this year. We've fished a lot more than we have in the
1: past now that he's retired, he has a lot cool. more free time. Yeah.
0: Uh, Hey, your dad's a
1: fucking comedian. I want to get him on because the time that we talked at your brother's house, I was like, dude, this guy's got to come on. He's fucking
0: great. He's definitely been around (laughs) and seen it. Um, He's an awesome, awesome person. I mean, I don't know too many people that have ever met him and can say bad things about the guy. So I'm very happy and just, yeah, fortunate that the last year we've been able to fish and. We've had some really good days and some bad days and lots of yelling and, you know, (laughs) lots of fun. But in the end, it's what we need to do. It's fun and, yeah, trying to figure it out is... Hopefully you have some friends that have been out recently because unless you're fishing three or four days a week, you're truthfully blind. I mean, if did, you,
1: did you do have to do a lot of figuring out on your own in the beginning? Like you and your dad were you kind of like, let's just fucking try. Let's go see what we're going to do. I don't know. I yeah. mean,
0: realistically, in the beginning, it was my dad was at work, so I would get random friends. Like the first real time we went out and caught tuna on the boat was with Manny. And we were just like, we're going to go do this. They're saying there's some fish. We ran down there in the ranger and saw a kelp and put the graph oh, on. Oh, you were in Manny's ranger? No, we were in, my oh. dad had a ranger bay bass boat. How did we you like in. that? You, if you've, uh, it was a nice boat. It, how did it ride, though, in the ocean? I mean. Beat I, the shit out of you? No, no, not if you know how to drive it. Really? I mean, we had it in some pretty crappy situations down pretty far down into mexico with some south wind and swells it was 20 foot
1: really yeah so you think that a lot of i've been in a couple rangers uh they're a little rough when i went to the island crossing now maybe you need to know how to drive them trim tabs, shit like that
0: uh i mean we didn't have trim tabs or anything in that small of a boat you can use your motor to trim it but it's, yeah, it comes down to maneuvering, a you know, maneuvering boats in less than ideal conditions. There's always ways you can go about it. Uh, now with autopilot, I kind of just set it and take the beating. <laughs> don't really drive the boat as much as you used to. Yeah. But if it's really crappy out, yeah, you need to drive the boat or else you look for seams, look for th- ways like, you know, you don't just go into it.
1: Did uh, you, uh, so you and Manny kind of figured out the, or started catching them in the beginning?
0: I mean, we went out, we caught some fish on mega baits and had some fun. <laughs> and it was, we caught yellowfin and it just kind of progressed and just kept going and going. And different, you know, different people showed and taught me different things. And whether it was chunk fishing and doing crazy things, you know, learning that kind of fishing and for yellowfin to, going and trolling for wahoo and catching wahoo in that ranger like Mm -hmm. yeah the boat did handled pretty well and i mean filled it up with 14 or 1500 pounds of fish one time (laughs) yeah a lot of big bluefin and it it got us home and it never never did me wrong
1: what was the biggest bluefin you guys got in that boat uh
0: 214 i think wow yeah.
1: Damn, who was it with?
0: Uh, my buddy Matt and then my other buddy Dong.
1: Uh, three gaffs to get it in? Or? Well, two and a quarter and
0: it straightened it out. And luckily <sighs> that thing only has, you know, 12 or 14 inches in the back of up off the water. So it kind of slid in the boat somewhat the, easily.
1: The gaff hook? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of gaff was that? I don't know. Yeah, you do. You just don't I, want to see it, Matt. I'm just fucking around with
0: you. It was was a long time ago. It was before I realized and started figuring out, like, yeah, if you're going to be catching these fish, you need proper equipment. A proper gaff. Yeah.
1: And if you guys like to purchase a gaff, please go to Merida. They're a sponsor for Patreon. This I'm just fucking around
0: Hey, (laughs) he makes a really good gaff. I have a couple of them on my boat. Yeah. Uh, I've made my own. I'm not a perfectionist. Mine is hideous it's overbuilt it will get the job done (laughs) it doesn't look anything like the gaps that he makes i mean he does you know let people do what their craft is and uh pay them for their time and enjoy it because they're gonna make you something that you're gonna have on your boat if you take care of it it's gonna be on your boat until you pretty much destroy it yeah you know five eight ten years worth of heavy lifting so yeah it's worth um, the money. No,
1: I agree 100%. So when you started figuring out the big bluefin were here, uh you kind of figure that out on your own or you, do you have anyone you credit like stuff you learned do like if you said hey Nick who taught you how to who who helped you swim bait fish or Who helped you do this? I'd be like, "Well, Charles helped me swim bait. Oh, saltwater Calico bodies helped me a shitload, Jeff Leifson, like Do you have anyone you credit your uh, saltwater?
0: My buddy Bryce, probably in the beginning, he was the one I was on his boat when I caught the big one. He kind of, he knows everybody in the industry. He's Mm -hmm. ran big boats. He doesn't really work in the industry anymore, but he knows how to kill big fish. (laughs) I mean, he's been doing it since he was 17 on giant boats down in Cabo catching, you know, 300 plus pound yellowfin,
1: so... Learn more at marines.com
0: 200 pound bluefin you understand once you know so he understands he's super technical he's very intelligent he's an engineer so everything's thought out very methodical yeah so Bryce and you know his dad goes back to I grew up fishing with Bryce I have pictures of all of us in our front yard, my dad and his dad were good friends. Oh, so this so. is
1: like a the brother almost. So yeah, it goes. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. Like it goes back that far. You know someone over twenty. I, years. Yeah,
0: we have. Yeah, we have tons of pictures of us. We always kind of we were. My dad and his dad were partners in boats. If not, we would fish on his boat. And so yeah.
1: Does he freshwater fish also? Not
0: really. No, just salt. Just salt. He will go bass fishing occasionally, but for the most part, it's saltwater.
1: Yeah. So you, you kind of give him some credit because he, he kind of went hard with it when you weren't. So like maybe he went a little in a different path than you guys and kind of went hard. Yeah, when I was causing
0: problems in college, and he was <laughs> being smart and when making you were out, money. When you were
1: out partying and finger-blasting girls, he was out doing what we were doing. Yeah, <laughs>
0: he, was, uh, he was down running a giant boat in Cabo, making money and uh, having fun. Now, looking back, I wish, yeah, you could go back and do things differently, but. It's life. Exactly. Right. We all get to where we are for a reason. Exactly.
1: Um, so, the uh, swim bait part of it, did you kind of do your own thing at the same time? You and your brother in different spots at that time, right? He was, he was in a different area than you. Were you kind of like, okay, I'm going to figure out the swim bait fishing. This is what I'm going to do. Start using these baits. Like, how did that all
0: I mean, yeah, it kind of goes back to that. Uh, ben helped us a ton, kind of pointed us in the right direction. Swimbait Underground was a big help, uh, and a lot of trial and error, honestly. Um, I learned that you can't really trust – you don't want to trust what people say.
1: <laughs> cause I, love, I love how you're really thinking about it because I'm looking at you, and you go – let me word this correctly.
0: Yeah, like people will say... When you say
1: when someone says, like, this is how a bait works, or this is what you need to do. Both.
0: I mean, I've seen it time and time again where it doesn't matter what bait it is. If you know how to make it swim right, you can catch fish. I
1: mean... Okay, so here's a, here's a question for you since you said that. You think that the angler matters more than the bait? Yes, Really? Yes, 100%. So I could give you a S waiver, and I could use a Roman Maid. Not I could use. Someone that's more...
0: Yeah. You know, anybody, like a little... It, it,
1: you just know how that bait works, so you're going to fish it that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, Because I feel like nowadays, a lot of people are focused on baits more than... From what I've, you know, seen... From the, from what I'm, uh, the way I'm analyzing it. Okay. I get to talk to, I've done a hundred and fucking 40 episodes, whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, it's more about the bait more. Like if you have this bait, you could work it a little bit. It's going to get bit more than S waver or whatever. No,
0: I mean, yes and no. Okay. Cer- certain baits will have certain qualities that are going to trigger a reaction out of a fish. Or they're going to eat it because it's real. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, you can go down the bank with the most realistic bait and cast into the wrong direction all day long and never get a bite.
1: So you're looking at conditions is more important than the actual bait for you?
0: For me, yeah. When I'm fishing baits, I'll go down a bank and look and see something and I'll be like, oh, I need to pick and I'll go through the box and grab one bait and make three casts. And sometimes I'll catch a fish and sometimes I won't. But f- what I'm seeing is telling me what to do. Uh, like you said, conditions You feel like dudes are,
1: are, will go out and just throw something because they it's good?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, whether they know it's good, they spend a lot of money on it. Whether it's... Yeah. Proven, it's... Whether it's not proven, they'll go... I mean... Guys waste a lot of time fishing not knowing what they're targeting. Okay. Where they're targeting specific baits are meant to be fished in certain types of water. I mean, yeah, you can take a rat and throw it out over 50 feet and catch a fish occasionally. It's not going to be the... That's just
1: a gamble almost. Yeah. You might
0: as well just, you know, it doesn't matter at that point if you're throwing a rat or a trout wake bait or... Any sort of wake, you know. Because you're
1: you're looking at the condition more than you'd be looking at the rat or that, like you said. So, like, if there's a certain condition where it's you know, a lot of current or maybe a lot of weather, pushing a lot of water, you know, you threw that. You might have got bit on anything that would have been on top of the water or whatever it might be.
0: Yeah, the fish will be stacked up in certain areas yes. because they're just waiting for ambush, you know. Whether it's there's a giant bait ball that you don't see underneath the water that they're pushing up or... They're sitting on a hard edge underneath. The, you know, there's a tree down there that they're waiting. And so every time something comes over their head, they're eating it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, where you fish a rat up on the bank, you make the right cast. You fish tight shade lines. You can do it in the middle of the people. You know, do it in the middle of the day and catch fish on top water baits. And people are like, "Well, why?" Fig.
1: You know. Now, why do you know why? Uh, so, like, I asked. This is great follow-up. I had Matt Magnum on, and he kind of talked about the same thing. He liked fishing at 2 o'clock, whatever it might be. How did you figure out why? How did you figure out, like, hey, this is I could do this? Time on the water. Just time on the water, same thing.
0: I mean, yeah.
1: Were you taking notes as well, too?
0: No. Mental notes? uh, Mental notes. I'm not good with writing things down and like that. My brain works in really weird ways. I have a pretty good memory when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, also, if you have pictures on your phone from when you caught the fish, timelines line up. It's pretty easy to start looking. Yeah, at that's a good and, call, know,
1: man. That's a really good you, call.
0: You can always go back with what you have on your phone, line it up, and go, "Okay, yeah, I caught fish in this moon phase. I was catching them at this time." So I did do all that kind of work too. You know, I don't know how much it helped. Probably helped a little bit, but. It's, yeah, it definitely. <laughs> What's your uh, PB? Uh, on a swim bait, it's 12, five eight, I believe. Yeah.
1: Something close to that. That's I nice.
0: I haven't looked on at On foot the or on boat? That one was on a boat.
1: Okay. I'm not going to ask you a lake. I'm not that kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> But that's a that's a big fish. Yeah,
0: it yeah. Was, it was a really big fish. It was. Po- Can you tell me what bait you caught it on? Yeah, I caught it on a Hinkle Glide. Okay. Um.
1: Big post spawn fish. Did you Did you think it was that big when you caught it, or not really? I thought it was a lot bigger. <laughs> a lot. Everybody bigger. does, right?
0: <laughs> I mean, and. It's really hard to tell if you're when you're going from catching fish pre-spawn and the fish are 24 inches and pushing 10 pounds to when you catch one that's 27, 28 inches, you're no, thinking 12 you, you yeah. know, like I'm not really looking at the frame of the fish, I'm looking at the length of it and coming over and I'm like, oh, this is the largest fish I've ever had in this boat.
1: Do you think you should have been 14? It Possibly. was what it was.
0: Yeah, it didn't. Yeah,
1: it was big. Hey, do you have a bigger one than Chris? Yeah. Yes, I mean fish. Yes. Not wanger.
0: <laughs>
1: what does Chris have? His PB.
0: Um, I think. Well, I have a bigger f- PB, but it was on a bed when I was younger from shore, and I don't really. You
1: do. Yeah, but I you don't count it. Not. What I, was it?
0: It was over 13.
1: What is your uh, take on fishing beds?
0: It's not for me. Um, I mean, if you got it, it is what it is. I'd rather now knowing as much as I know. I mean, yeah. Even knowing
1: as much as you know, like it'll affect the... Uh, just
0: affects the fish, the amount of stress, especially if you're ca- trying to catch, you know, a world record class fish. Obviously it would be extremely tempting to not throw something over the top of it, but if the fish is going to end up dying, is it you know, worth it?
1: Do you would you consider like if someone did catch a world-class fish off of a bed? Does what? it matter? As long as it he's, is what it as, is. Long as long as, long as he's fishing it, it legit yeah. and it, you know
0: doesn't snag it not yeah, fishing yeah. you know following whatever local laws Whatever the rules are. Yeah. Yes. Whatever your local laws are if you're allowed to fish a bluegill and it comes on a bluegill good for you who I mean why who am I to say that that person's in, it's no different than using a night crawler. Yeah. Just as like you know probably the next world record will come on power bait. Like <laughs> this fish He'll yeah, swim by it and open his mouth and it'll go in and they'll hook it.
1: Yeah, that's the truth. If people think about it, you know, like you never know.
0: It's big fish get caught on night crawlers all
1: of the time. <laughs> but you don't count. You don't count that PB then because it's uh, it's just on a. It, no, and I just. How old were you then? I, I really
0: before I could.
1: 13 14
0: 15 no i was able to drive so probably 16 16 or 17 because i was just able to drive to the what
1: lake is, how horrible your pb you got, you had to be 13 pounds from when you were 16 years old to that time right <laughs> yeah that's like my first i don't have a big one by any means my first large mouth uh, my pb was a seven and i haven't caught a i almost caught a swim bait fish that big but it's a decent fish for the first time i really got into bass fishing you know like so i mean for me to uh having to beat a bigger record than that was hard okay. are you looking to get that 14
0: oh, yeah. yeah that's pretty much all that now when i'm going to the lake i don't really enjoy fishing for fish under eight pounds really i mean if i'm fishing in a tournament it's worthwhile i enjoy the you know
1: so here's the question since your tournament, you did a lot of what the aba stuff
0: uh down in san diego we have a san diego team series okay. which is like aba um just kind of a local nightly or m- weekly or one it's once a week every it's a tournament
1: month. series once a week it, it's one week a month
0: one week a month okay. yeah
1: sorry um so how do you transition from being the bait guy to the tournament guy I mean are you drop shotting
0: I will if I have to <laughs> I, but You know
1: what I'm saying like what do you what's your mindset then because do you feel like since you had like a hard mindset to go catch those eight pounders are you using the same thing um like
0: are you no, at you know I don't fish the bait like the bait that I'm fishing for fun on a weekend or you know during the week is not something that I'm usually gonna fish in a tournament uh maybe sometimes during Like rats and stuff, yeah, but big trout baits, you can't go into a tournament expecting to get three to five bites on that bait, especially now, you know, I'll be using an 11 to 14-inch bait a lot of the times. I'll be lucky to get a bite.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: On a good day, I'll get four or five. Hopefully they stick. Yeah, But I know for just as many days that I don't get a bite, I will, you know, Good things will happen on one side or the other. Um, with In the tournament, you downsize. There's small swim baits that I have confidence in that I can pretty much fish. And the night tournament's only a three-fish limit, so you only have to catch three. It's not as hard to catch, you know, yeah. three is five. Plus, you have a partner. My buddy catches fish all the time, so usually if I caught nothing, he's going to catch a limit of fish that are In a way, and are you? Do you do it
1: methodically? So where you're like, okay, if you're catching fish, I'm trying to catch a big one. Um, Do you do that sometimes?
0: We never. The cool thing is, we don't have the same fishing style. We don't. We don't like fishing the same baits. Uh, We will, but what he does very well, I do pretty poorly, and vice versa.
1: What you do, okay. So, but you're still fishing. Um. everything when you go fish those like do you still have to keep like a your your knife sharp dude like you know what i'm saying like do you have to go out and be like hey i gotta go throw some jig fish today frog fish you know crank baits jerk baits whatever it might be are you still out doing that no no
0: i if i'm fun fishing anything in the lake i mean i i'll have a rod with a frog or something tied on it would be a frog or a buzz bait if they're not eating a swim bait It's kind of hard to beat both of those bites. I mean, everyone loves topwater bites, and you can get good fish on. I've caught plenty of seven, eights, and 9s on big buzz baits and frogs. So
1: So you're not pre-fishing these tournaments? I don't. Yeah, very rarely. You don't need to. You don't feel like you know enough about what you got to do.
0: I mean, the lakes here, I've fished them for long enough. It's more—I'm not that serious about it. I'm having fun, so— if we go out and pre-fish and catch a bunch of fish, usually when we get to the tournament day, it's never going to happen the same yeah. way. So, My buddy would fish all of the time. He's fishing every tournament series, so mm-hmm. he kind of had a general beat on what was going on. But yeah, if I didn't know, I'd okay with going out and not being at a lake for a year and help us did it last week and just go fish one of the night tournaments. I haven't been to the lake in over a year, but... <laughs> Whatever. If you catch them, catch them. If you don't, you don't. We what don't, kind of rods are you using? Uh, I fish all LDC rods, and then little everything else is the Daiwa stuff.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. All my traditional rods are all the Daiwa rods. Yeah. What about your spinning reel? I want to know what you use. I don't have a spinning reel.
1: When you drop shot, you don't do a spinning reel?
0: I don't drop shot little worms.
1: Big worms only. Yeah. Look at you, man. Big baits only over here, huh?
0: I guess. If you <laughs> want to consider an 8-inch worm a big bait, go for it.
1: <laughs> no spinning gear, huh? No. Never? Just when you're young I mean, catching trout, huh?
0: <laughs> when I first started drop shotting, that's what I would fish on. Um, my feeling with spinning rods, you just don't have control over the fish. So if I hook the one fish that I want it to be on a spinning rod, yeah. you're screwed. Yeah. If you can watch it, the guys in the tournaments as they play those big fish, and, yeah, they catch a lot of them, but I don't want to deal with that. I want to hook a fish and reel it into the boat.
1: Did you it. ever think about trying to be a FLW guy or, like, a when you were younger? No?
0: Mm, no.
1: Not you really. Do, it's all for fun for you. For more
0: for fun. Like, I would go up and fish, like, the one bass up in Clear Lake, places that, you know, some of the mother load lakes I probably could would enjoy that but mm-hmm. it's more for fun
1: yeah not a career mm, no but you want to be boat captain though right i like to run a boat sure <laughs> that's your thing right now those bluefin you're hoping they stick around a little while huh
0: oh yeah i'd like to do that I'd like to go down to mexico it's been a while since i spent some time down in cabo It'd yeah. be nice to get down there again
1: covid dude you can't do anything right now uh,
0: everything's open you can go
1: yeah yeah
0: did they, you guys have a slip
1: no. No? No, we trailer our boat. Okay. So it's gonna be like did, what happened when they closed the dock. You can fish then, right? No. How long was that? Uh I think it was like
0: six or eight weeks. That was a
1: killer for you? It
0: was pretty crappy. I mean <laughs> freshwater stuff, huh?
1: Were the freshwater lakes? Every,
0: no, the lakes were all closed. Um Foot Patrol guy over here. And huh? Everything was closed.
1: Yeah. So are you launching out up here up in Orange County
0: no I didn't launch out of Orange County we do I do have my commercial fishing license and my buddy's boat that I work on during the summertime occasionally mm-hmm. uh, he had we went we were able to get out a couple times because we were commercial so they wouldn't bother you um,
1: but yeah you weren't able
0: to launch your boat or any of that fun that sucks
1: so <laughs> what is your um go-to bait for swim bait fishing like what are you, what are you gonna is it just condition or do you have something you're confident with like a bait like you like i just love using this bait or
0: i like fishing the clash and the tiny clash a lot uh it's just a super versatile bait you can fish it like crank bait you can fish it like glide bait you can fish it like jerk bait mm-hmm. um it just has a bunch of different versatile options A lot of it has to do with what kind of lake I'm fishing, what the forage that the fish is going to be feeding on at the time. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's changing pretty consistently. Uh,
1: You know, do you usually start with that bait when you go out to the lakes? No, no, no. Uh,
0: Honestly, I really enjoy getting like getting a new bait and just figuring out how to catch fish on it. So i know i can catch fish on a lot of baits a lot of times in the situation that i'm in i get a lot of baits and i'm able to go see what they can do i like to try and catch fish on new new baits see what's going on with them figure things out so that to me is kind of the fun part of it now that we don't have big big fish in all of our lakes it's that's a good
1: that's a cool like that's that's a uh good idea for people just to take a bait and figure it out okay put it to the side get the next bait figure that out i mean
0: that'd be what if i could recommend anything i would definitely say that get whether it's you know two or three different baits a soft bait something that you know you can rig to float suspend or fish on the bottom figure out how to rig it all three ways so you have one bait you can fish in every water column mm-hmm Find a couple hard baits that can kind of more or less do the same thing. Obviously, everything's not perfect, but different baits have the abilities to get, you know, 8 or 10 feet. If you're fishing the bank and fishing a lake, it's completely different as well. I mean, it's really hard to say, I'm going to take these five baits. If I'm going to the ponds down the street, it's not going to be the same bait (laughs) that if I get on the boat, what's going to be on my boat. Mm Mm-hmm. Even though they'll catch fish at both places, as you get to a bigger body of water.
1: Better tool design for that body. Yeah, yeah, start
0: growing your... But, yeah, really dialing in a couple baits. Like, for me, I've been fishing the Clash since really before they were released out here. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so you're very confident with that bait then. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and it's tricky, you know, the bait realistically you need more rod setups than you do baits you need an eight to one reel and a five to one reel Mm -hmm. and one bait so the rod would be the same but for fishing it in the different styles of it you need two different reels if you're trying to fish it with the intermediate like a six to one it doesn't really do either of them right yeah if you get it right it does certain things that no other bait can do. I mean, and you, just, you,
1: you sat there and, and really broke this bait down and kind of like, I've, man.
0: Uh, yeah. I'm, I've <laughs> gone through a few of them. <laughs> caught lots and lots of fish on them. Yeah. I mean, they're, they produce. So that kind of stuff's cool. Big glide baits, obviously two fifties, Mm -hmm. i've caught tons of fish hinkle glide caught a ton of fish um i like fishing bigger baits usually
1: yeah yeah what's your what's your small swim bait you'll throw
0: like tiny clash i like matt's yeah the eight six i I like his uh, multi-jointed baits glides are cool but when everyone else is fishing them like fishing different you know yeah thinking outside the box I that's the, the
1: biggest f- thing too the two things i could take away from your podcast so i was really going to research is figuring out a bait and thinking outside the box because i feel like if everyone's seeing something all the time you're <laughs> yeah you know like everyone the fish is gonna see that fucker all the time you know
0: if we're fishing in aquariums i mean yeah show that fish whether it's the exact same bait and you're showing it some you know making it move away it's never different presentation yeah, yeah. and they just there's something that react reaction can't change they have to react to it at a certain point
1: yeah i agree 100 percent, dude so great breakdown on swim baits appreciate it um thanks for coming on the podcast dude no problem. appreciate the talk do you have any sponsors
0: not really i mean dio is always taking care of me uh Simrad and Lorance takes care of us as well. Um, kind of What about that, that
1: hat you have on your head?
0: Oh well, swimbait undergrounds <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm pretty sure some will be mad at you if you
1: don't say that.
0: Not necessarily a sponsor, but, uh, <laughs> I spend lots of time there. Um,
1: do you help out with swimming or something? Yeah. Shipping I, stuff.
0: And... Whatever they need me to help out with on any given day. If something happens with my brother and he's out of town or he wants to go hunting and something needs to get, you know,
1: you're the warehouse guy.
0: Uh, I'm a backup logistical person <laughs> for him that helps out whenever he needs it. Yeah. So. That's nice. You know, he's got a couple kids now, so yeah. life gets hectic. And yeah,
1: uncle over here, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, that's fun. Oh
0: yeah, we'll train the savage. <laughs> Little one's coming soon. It'll <laughs> be good.
1: Well, thanks again, Matt, for coming on. This thanks was a for fun one. Me. I liked your perspective, and uh, hope we can go fishing, man. Let's yeah. do it. All right, take care.